0: If there are rules in war, there has to be rules in a relationship as well. And that's why I always thought that threats in a relationship are the worst thing that can happen in a fight. In this crazy world that we are living in, sometimes all you need is a shot of sanity. Welcome to the show. I'm Aaron Ataydeh, and I'll be your bartender for the evening. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of Shot of Sanity with Aaron Ataide. I am he... And she is Joy Spring joining us once again. How has your What's week up?
1: been, up? My week has been super full. Um, I just finished the Women's Leadership Academy for the U.S. and CNYC Lee and it's been really, really busy. But um, coping, Parts, I feel like, you know, we're, we're still in that difficult stage yeah. of adjusting and coping and, and kind of going back into that circle, that abysmal feeling of feeling okay and then not feeling okay again and then just kind of going into circles. But we're surviving. How about you, Parts?
0: Uh, my week was very productive. I had a couple hosting gigs. Uh, I actually had like a, a webinar Um, yeah i teaching esports commentators how to be better broadcasters like to be more acceptable to all so it was really cool to like make a curriculum i made like my entire lecture in google slides (laughs) uh it was it was really interesting it was so interesting to talk to them and and try and give my insight on how i can make esports broadcasters a little bit more relatable than what we're seeing right now so it was it was really fun i also posted something for job street uh, that's going to be coming out very very soon so if you guys um are wondering how the workforce and all of that is looking we had people that were uh, hr professionals from the private sector uh freelancers we also had somebody from the from the government to try and explain like how they wanted things to be moving forward uh Mm -hmm. and you know the different challenges that they're going through so it was very enlightening i'll try and link everybody when that gets there and uh, of course i've just been watching a lot of modern family i'm just trying to (laughs) trying to get by it it seems like that's just where we're at right now and i agree with you we're just trying to get by at this point
1: yeah did you know i binge watched all three seasons of ozark over the weekend wow
0: you could handle ozark nice i'm
1: I mean it probably triggered a lot of negative emotions and I, it's probably why I'm I'm in such a dark place right now. But yes, I finally gave in and tried Ozark. Um so Wancha and I I think this is the first show that we've we've watched together after Chloe. Oh wow, <laughs> so, like what a jump, right? But uh-huh. um it's it's really interesting. It's really dark. I wouldn't recommend it. But it's pretty interesting. So yeah, I finished all three seasons.
0: Yeah, uh, I I enjoyed Ozark as well. If anybody is tuned in right now and you're, you're thinking of, oh, hey, what's a good show to watch that's kind of dorky or geeky a little bit? I completely binged this docuseries series on Netflix. It was called High Score. And, Ooh,
1: the game one!
0: Yeah, it's just all about the history of video games. It brought me back to so many different memories that I had waking up on Christmas Day wake- and opening up my Nintendo or my Sega because it was like always a tradition that I would get like a, a gaming console because my parents didn't want to give me toys. I don't know why they wanted me to stay in the house, probably. Uh, but yeah, it was always some gaming thing. And it was so cool. I had such a great time watching that. So if you guys are looking for something in your indie video games or if you were into video games because there's nothing really much on new ones, it's just mm-hmm. the old school Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario, Crash cool. Bandicoot, stuff like that. It's really, really fun. So I, I suggest that one for the week. Uh, we do have a topic for you guys today, though. And this topic is... Something that I haven't seen anyone try to discuss yet. So it's going to be very difficult to maneuver and navigate our way through this. Because I, I don't even see a lot of articles on this. Mm-hmm. But it is a topic that is very, very prevalent. It is something that I have seen. Something that I have experienced. And to be completely honest, I have used myself. I have oh, used, really? Yeah. It. I will not... Uh, Wash my hands of this And we'll get into that story in a bit um, Let's get to our, our topic And she's not using her actual account So I don't want to even use the fake account Because obviously she wants to have some anonymity on this But this is what the question said in On our Facebook page Hi, hope everyone here is having a good day Albeit the pandemic I've been thinking whether to post here With my original account or my dummy one And I thought I'm still not brave enough to post Using my actual account With my face on it I've been in a relationship for six years. I'd like to believe everything's good. His family knows me, my family loves him. We're starting to plan out our future, but now we're on a long-distance setting for a couple of years now. My problem is every time things don't go his way, he threatens to commit suicide, sometimes even going as far as telling me, Wala ka naman kahit mawala ako." Or accusing me of wanting him gone I used to turn a blind eye on this And always tried to yield to whatever he wants Thinking that if I love him more, he's going to get better I'm not gonna lie There are even times that I considered myself to be the answer That I and my love for him will take out his depression Mm -hmm. Six years, but he hasn't changed To some extent, getting even worse, I now feel like it has affected me mentally too. Some nights I would lose sleep, worrying that he might do it. Or if I do get to sleep, I'd suddenly wake up in the wee hours of the night in a complete panic. I don't know what to do anymore. P.S., I suggested that he too seek professional help, but he refuses. His mom refuses too and says, Thank you for taking your time to read and would love to hear your insights on my situation. Thank you so much and hope you all are safe. This is a, yeah. a very interesting dynamic here because it is kind of like weaponizing your depression. And mm-hmm. Bartz, what are your thoughts on people using a mental health disorder uh, and a disease really to kind of push things their way and using it as somewhat of a bargaining chip on it.
1: I mean that's horrible, right? I think I read a book or a quote somewhere that said, never use your mental health as an excuse to act in a way that hurts other people. Like for example, if you're you know, bipolar or you're depressed and then you keep pushing other people and hurting them and then you go and take the card that, but I'm mentally ill. You can't you can't do anything about it, you know? Because that's it it's so wrong on so many levels. And so I feel like it's also one of the reasons why you know we can't really go forward and have healthier conversations about mental health because there are people who are using their mental health illnesses against other people and using it to 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 fake vulnerability when mm-hmm. in reality if you could use your illness against someone you're not really vulnerable you're manipulative yes, right
0: exactly and just to put it all out there i did hint at it i have used this i was a lot younger i was so immature. I had no idea what my words meant at the time. I remember I broke up with one of my ex-girlfriends and I I couldn't wrap my head around it. I, w- I was going through so many different emotions at the time and I was just using my words to try and find anything that would click, that would make it work. And mm. sometimes threats like that feel like it is the last straw that you have and the, the common emotion that comes out of it is if they're still not going to change, then they really don't care. And yeah. the one thing that I didn't realize was I was doing so much more damage, not just to myself or our relationship, but more importantly, the person that I was putting that such heavy weight on. And mm-hmm. when I realized that, that's when I knew that that was not the way to go. And, and I haven't used it since, and I've apologized since then for using that type of blackmail, emotional blackmail on a person. It is very, very difficult and so heavy and unwarranted it i mean that person does not deserve that
1: yeah okay but we'll try to backtrack a little bit right Mm -hmm. um there are times when you're aware of you weaponizing your mental health illness and then there are also times where you honestly swear to god feel like i am gonna kill myself if this person leaves me right like there are cases where people actually feel like they're gonna off with and themselves it, yeah end it if this person that they love so much ends things but then there's also the situation where we're we're talking about that you know you're being manipulative so i feel like the the question sender was so right and that she suggested that the person that she's with should really seek for professional help now now that we've kind of understood parts no where it comes from how do we deal with it now like when Ooh. when you're in a relationship with someone 6 years and and she's saying that you know when things are good things are good Our families know each other the family knows me they love me um we've been together for six years you're in this situation already how do you traverse and kind of find your way around it
0: it is difficult to be in a relationship where it feels like you're in a minefield mm-hmm. when you are scared to make any moves because it might trigger somebody to say things like that and i understand our the point of view of our question sender because if you are always scared that this is going to be your fault i mean Mm -hmm. it is so difficult so i really don't know i mean i wish that she wasn't in this situation obviously nobody wants to be nobody wants anybody in this type of situation but i think that babying the situation it's making the situation even more difficult because it has gotten to the point where he believes now that every time i use this I'm going to be able to get away with it. I'm going to get my way if I use this card. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if you were in her situation?
1: I think the best thing that you could do is to set boundaries. Like, my, well, Wancho and I would have really big fights, right? Now that we're married, we have bigger fights than we've ever had when we were together. And, you know, it, it's weird. When you've been together for almost two years now and we've been married for more than a couple of months already more than six months already and we've had the worst fights ever and what we've realized is that when we're angry and when we have high emotions we tend to say things that we don't really mean yes and we tend to push buttons that we know will hurt or amplify the situation right like when i say this i'm sure that this is how he's gonna react Mm -hmm. So what we did was we started setting rules, rules of engagement, we call it, rules of engagement whenever we have a huge fight. And if I were in the situation of a question sender, I would set up rules of engagement, telling my partner that I love and who love me back. When we're not yet fighting, I would tell him, love, you know, I really appreciate you. I love you very much. I will do anything for you. I will do anything to make this relationship work. But I need to set the boundary that you cannot bring up your mental health or committing suicide when we have a huge fight. Because that scares the living jeevers out of me. And it's also very wrong. It's wrong that you're doing that. It's wrong for not just myself but also for you to even be thinking that. So let's set the boundary that whenever we fight, that will never be a card that we could pull you could pull any other card on the deck you could fight me about anything but you cannot talk about committing suicide or hurting yourself just because we're fighting because that's unfair you cannot go there that's one. The second one is if you really want this relationship to work, if it's already affecting your mental health, the best thing that you could do is to try and talk to your partner about seeking help or else get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Because six years is, again, nothing compared to the lifetime that you will have to endure with someone who does not want to seek help. If this person doesn't want to get better for himself, he will never be better for you. You cannot fix a person, especially a person with depression. If this person really has suicidal thoughts and you're in that situation, the only thing that you could really do and the only responsibility you have is not the way he handles himself, but the way you direct him. Like you direct him towards the right direction. Like Like you tell him, you need to seek help. If you need to be on medicine, be on medicine. If you need to see a doctor regularly, see a doctor regularly. But I will not be the only hinge between you and taking your own life. Mm -hmm. Because that's too much pressure for any person. Not even for a doctor. That's just the reality of it. I feel like our questioner, although she has good intentions, it could also be like a messianic...
0: Yes, definitely It's codependency Mm -hmm. It's codependency at its finest I'm not putting anyone down if you're a codependent I was a codependent to my father That was part of the process that we had to go through uh, In order to fix the things that we were That my family um, You know, we had to face together But I like the point that you came up with a while ago Where there is There has to be rules of engagement If there are Mm. rules in war There has to be rules in a relationship as well and that's why I always do this, I'm going to kill myself. Or if you don't do this, uh, you know, I'm going to jump off the, bu- the building. Or I'm going to, you know, those are threats. They also have the same kind of weight in it. When people are in relationships where they say, "sige, main, kita. Those, oh, oh, those are the same type of threats. Of course, one is so much more dangerous when it is said because that is the loss of life. But mm. in essence, it is the threat to try and get something out of the situation. You're holding your relationship for ransom. And that yeah. is the worst thing that you can do because that solves nothing. All that happens there is, it's either one, you lose the relationship. Two, even worse, knock on wood, you lose a person. Or three, you lose all respect for that threat as well. So you know how mm. there's sometimes there are people where it's like, Sige, gawin mo yun, break And there's somebody, the other partner goes, sige, gawin mo.
1: <laughs> or and, and, and here's the thing, y- you're right. Sometimes it loses its value when you keep saying that like, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And then you never do it and the other person just goes like, You keep saying that but you never actually do it.
0: It's the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. all yeah. over again. And that's why I think threats are the one thing that you need to weed out of your fight language. If there is a love language, there should be a fight language as well in your relationship. Whether it is communicate the use of words, whether it is deeds by doing something. Maybe your your fight language is to buy gifts or something like spend quality time. You guys need to find where your fight language is so that you guys can move forward and back into your love language as well. So I think the one thing immediately that our question sender can do is try and eliminate that from the vocabulary that you guys have when you fight. Mm -hmm. what do you do now if there is no response what if our question sender says okay i'm gonna sit him down it's a long distance we're gonna have a zoom call we're gonna talk this through and i told him about it but he does not want to give his part of the deal
1: okay last resort i was thinking just now if he doesn't want to go to therapy like on his own maybe you guys could go into couples therapy
0: love that So if
1: if he doesn't want to go to a psychologist on his own because he claims that he's not crazy, he's not suicidal, ask him if he's willing to go to a psychologist or a therapist as a couple. And maybe you could hash out because she was also talking about, you know, how she was having a difficult time already. It's affecting her mentally. And I feel like being able to talk about that in front of a professional, even through a Zoom, like I have my therapy sessions now through a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. So I feel like having that, the professional there to really talk about and break down what's happening in your relationship is going to help. And if your boyfriend or if your partner really does love you the way that you believe he does, he should be willing to adjust to you as well. If Absolutely. he does not want to adjust to you, if he does not want to seek for help, even as a couple, because maybe he feels like, you know, he's intimidated by the fact that, oh, I'm the crazy one, I'm the one with a problem. If he feels that way, then yes, he might be reluctant to ask for help. But if he realizes that you're willing to go through that process with him, then maybe it could be better. But at the end of the day, you know, a reminder always, we cannot fix other people. Yes no matter how much you love them, no matter if if you, even if you give them the world, even if you make the biggest sacrifices for them, you cannot change people. And if they want to do something, they will do it. You know, they have, we all have our own life choices that we need to make every single day. Now, it's true that it could be influenced by the people that are closest to us. It's true that they have the power to, you know, influence the way that we live and the way that we act. But at the end of the day, you'll still be the person that needs to make that decision and your partner still needs to make that decision to be better to not weaponize his mental health his mental illness to to actually work on the relationship instead of patching it up by weaponizing whatever vulnerability he thinks he has i think that would be the last one and if your partner still doesn't want to do it i honestly feel like you have to start really talking to him and figuring out a way to get out of the relationship because if he's not willing to solve this problem, imagine the bigger problems that you'll be facing in the future when you're married and when you have children and he doesn't want to seek help or work with you to find that help.
0: I like the word that you used influence because that's what a relationship is. You, you don't change who the person is but you influence them To move in certain directions. They're still the one that's going to be going there. But you're influencing them. So what is happening in the situation right now is. He is influencing the way that she is responding to her actions. So if she can come into a situation and say. Okay you know what. If you don't want to go to see a therapist. Then let's go together. So that he feels like it is a safe place. He doesn't feel like you are judging him. Because some people might have a, a negative notion that this person thinks i'm crazy i mean it's unbelievable i mean that's so unreal i mean how can she do that look at her blah, blah 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 but if you go into it together he might have a different reaction towards it because he feels like you're walking with him you are influencing the way that he is looking at his situation now on the other side parts there might be people that are tuned in right now that don't realize that they are doing this That they don't realize that they are using some of their mental health situations towards getting them what they want. want. Exactly. Mm. So how do you introspect and really take a look and see if you are using this or not?
1: I think communication always, right? Like you have to have that communication with your partner. I mean, we we do this in our marriage. Like once a week, we sit down and we ask three questions. How have I hurt you? this week will you forgive me and what can i do better those are the three questions Mm -hmm. and maybe you guys can have that conversation as somebody who is going through mental health issues you know you could sit down with your partner and ask them how have i hurt you will you forgive me and how can i do better and usually things that you don't even notice you've done or you've said hurt your partner simple things right for example recently I started to take meds again for my depression and I didn't even ask Guancho if if I should go on and and buy my meds and take my meds already he just found out about it when I asked him to buy the medicines Mm -hmm. and he told me after he bought it he said you know I support you in this decision that you've made I just want to let you know that I was hurt that you made this decision without even consulting me and i didn't realize that sometimes you know you're 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 always in your head you're going through a lot of things granted you know it's it's really difficult to to suffer through mental health issues and you know it's it's hard it's so sometimes you forget that you do things without even thinking about them yes. because it helps you so maybe your boyfriend or your partner is not aware of this toxic manipulation that they're doing maybe they think I'm just responding the way that my heart wants to respond so you have to communicate that you have to talk about it in the relationship and as somebody who goes through mental health issues as well you have to ask your partner how am I hurting you will you forgive me and how can I make it better
0: and this doesn't just apply to partners this doesn't just apply to boyfriend and girlfriend or husbands and wives This also applies to how you are with your friends. Mm -hmm. This also applies to how you are with your family, with your siblings, your parents. Sometimes when we are feeling these emotions uh, and personally speaking here. When I feel like my gray cloud that is always with me and pushing me towards doing things or or saying things. I start to do things or say things as a knee-jerk reaction i become hurtful with my words i become hurtful with my actions without even thinking that what i'm doing is hurtful so the first thing that i do and what was taught to me by my therapist was try and find your trigger points try and find whether your aggression or your anger or your depression starts to manifest through your words or through your hands sometimes you'll hit something or you'll you'll start making sounds with your note with your mouth and those are your signals so it was really cool what my therapist taught me and hopefully this will help somebody else right now and and I did ask her if I could use this because it's such a great way to do it like for me one of my trigger points is my mouth and that's why I often say things that get me into trouble with my friends Mm -hmm. or my family or whatever I eat ice, I get my mouth as active and as far away from saying something that I was going to regret by Mm -hmm. eating ice and I know it literally cools down my mouth and I tend to then sit down, collect my thoughts and really think, okay, is this what I want to say? Is this really the way I want to handle this situation? Mm -hmm. No, it's not. And that's when i'm able to move forward and try and redirect it towards some more constructive way of handling the situation or like for instance if i'm playing call of duty and i you know start to get a little bit on, and i hit my couch because i died and i'm not i'm unhappy i clap my hands i start to rub them together and then i start to flex it out a little bit and then i calm down so try and find your trigger points when it comes to your depression or your anger and redirect it in a place that is furthest away from doing harm to you and to others and your relationship with them.
1: Yeah, and you know, parts that's that's really great tip because doing that actually brings attention to the point in your body where you most express your emotion. Yes. So, you know, the reason why we say things that we don't mean when we're high in emotion is because that's where you want to express your emotion, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't really feel it because you're just talking. But if you put ice on your mouth it's like you're you're telling your brain that pay attention to your mouth yes pay attention or when you start rubbing your hands you're telling your brain pay attention to your hands right now to what you're currently doing and that gives you more mindfulness as to how you're reacting to the situation i feel like that's really so important so great advice parts
0: yeah you don't want your body to take over everything you know that, Mm -hmm. that that's your brain trying to take over Uh, all of it without actually processing your emotions or your thoughts so this is the way to do it just try and like joy said bring your attention towards where your aggression is coming from and then you can control it better and then hopefully you'll have better relationships so i hope that this helped out anybody that is on the side that might be using their mental health as a weapon and those that are victims to those that handle it so What's your last advice, uh, your last shot, I guess, uh, before we wrap up the show for anyone in any kind of situation that we were talking about.
1: Last shot of sanity for anyone who is in this kind of situation, whether you're the person who has mental health issues or the partner who has to deal with those mental health issues, never be afraid to ask for help. I feel like... Most of the problems, most of the major problems that we have had to deal with is a reluctance to ask for professional help and to even talk about the problem. So if there are problems in the relationship that you need to air out, air it out before it wakes you up in the middle of the night with a panic attack. That panic attack is all the suppressed emotion, anger, fear, everything that you've been trying to hide from the light of day. So air it out, talk about it with a professional if you need to. If your partner doesn't work and doesn't want to work with you, he, you cannot work with him. So you have to meet halfway. Just because someone is suffering through mental health issues does not mean that they should be able to to manipulate you or, or turn you into somebody else just so they're comfortable. We both have, we all have to carry our own weight, our own load and we have to do it in a compassionate way. So there that would be my last shot how about you parts
0: my last shot i agree with you there's nothing wrong with seeking help i'm gonna call it a spade a spade it is something that a lot of men have a problem admitting Mm. they have a hard time admitting that they have a problem i've seen it numerous times so this is my message to all the guys out there that are tuned in and might be listening and you know thinking maybe i i do need to see seek some help By all means, dude Go ahead There's nothing wrong with seeking help There's nothing wrong with talking about your feelings There's nothing wrong If you are feeling these type of things And feeling powerless to them It's fine All you need to do is just ask for help Mm -hmm. No need for this machismo I'm strong and cool And nothing is gonna hurt me And all of that No, dude If you need help Talk to somebody, find somebody, and you will be able to work through it. No need for that male ego in this. You'll be fine. Awesome. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of Shot of Sanity. Uh, Yes, uh, it is true. You will not be hearing me anymore on Adulting with Joy Springs. So if ever you guys want to keep enjoying this tandem that we have in this duo, you are more than welcome to enjoy it here on Shot of Sanity. Thank you to Joy Spring for dropping by. As always, please make sure you do check out adulting with Joy Spring, as yeah. well as her online. It's at Joy Spring on Twitter, Instagram, and all around the way. Um, I'm at Erin Atida at Shot of Sanity's place to do that. Thank you to Spring Studios, of course, for helping us out always here on the show. And until next time, peace and love. Bye bye.
1: Paalam.